Welcome, and let's buckle up for this special episode of Drive Time Talks, an important update on the 2018 midterm elections, exclusively for our policy drivers, the team members driving policy decisions on issues that matter to Toyota. This is Donna Rudy from Government Affairs coming to you from Washington, D.C. The 2018 midterm elections drew record numbers of voters to the polls as one of the most expensive and consequential midterms in modern times. Republicans expanded their majority in the Senate, and Democrats flipped the House by a slim margin. With House races still too close to call and both sides claiming victory, was there a blue wave, or did it hit a red wall? Let's get a close-up look at what this election outcome means for Toyota and what we will do next to protect and promote Toyota's interests. In this exclusive interview with Toyota's Group Vice President of Government Affairs, Stephen Saccone. Stephen, I understand you're currently with members of Congress at an annual event. Can you share with our policy drivers what the mood is on the ground? Well, of course, it depends whether you're talking to the Democrats or the Republicans. The Democrats, obviously, are very happy. They have regained the majority in the House for the first time since 2010. Obviously, they have a lot of work in front of them. The election didn't go the way they wanted in the Senate, but at least for the House members, they're feeling pretty good. Meanwhile, for the Republicans on the Senate side, of course, they're thrilled. They had an extraordinary election. On the House side, no one likes going from the majority to the minority. However, I think there's a feeling it could have been a lot worse and a feeling that we're two years away from another election. And this just might put the Republicans in a better position to have a strong election season in 2020. And that's the thing about politics. There's always another election. Historically, breaking news stories in October will knock a November election off its trajectory. Was there an October surprise that impacted this election? I think there were two October surprises. One was the Kavanaugh hearings. Those hearings really energized the Republican voter. Did they matter? I think they mattered a lot because if you look at the Democrats who were in highly competitive races, every one of them that voted against Kavanaugh has either lost or may lose. It's just too close to call right now. The exception is a Democrat who voted for Kavanaugh, and that was Manchin from West Virginia. That's one surprise. And then the second surprise was this caravan of immigrants from Central America that are coming up towards the United States. This gave the president, who really has run on and made a cornerstone of his administration, a border wall and stopping illegal immigration, it gave him a personification of that issue. And he was able to really stoke that issue to get his base concerned about that threat and behind some of the proposals he's put out to stiffen the border control. The November 6 elections are widely seen as a referendum on the current administration and its policies pushed in the past two years. What's your impression on the final results? I think the president had a very good midterm election. First of all, midterm elections always go against the party in power. And in fact, typically, the losses that a president will sustain in the House are worse than what this president sustained, particularly since he has a relatively low approval rate. Secondly, on the Senate side, they did spectacularly well. And this president was very aggressive, getting out, campaigning, particularly for members of the Senate. Even though he was not on the ballot, he campaigned like he was. And as a result, he certainly can take credit for how well the Republicans did in the Senate. 
He's had the benefit of a strong economy, but he also has had a lot of negative uh, press attention. And yet, when you look at the final results, this is going to be a very strong Republican majority for him in the Senate. So all in, I think President Trump is and should feel pretty good about this midterm election. Toyota's policy drivers are the reason for many of the longstanding relationships we have with members of Congress in key Toyota states. How are we positioned to work with the newly elected leaders in Congress? For example, Republican Mike Braun defeating incumbent Democrat Senator Joe Donnelly in Indiana. Toyota is bipartisan in our approach. We're bipartisan in terms of how we build relationships. We're bipartisan in terms of our political giving. So Whichever way the political pendulum swings, we're always in a position to work with both parties. That's number one. Number two, though, is that most Toyota facilities are in red states. And in those red states, you have, of course, Republicans. And those Republicans, in almost every instance, won. And a number of instances, as the example you gave with Indiana, the Democrat lost. And now we have another Republican. So Toyota is in a pretty good position, in part because we work bipartisan anyway, but particularly in terms of the Senate, where you have the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, where we have the largest facility of making cars anywhere in the world. And, of course, we have a large facility in Texas and our headquarters in Texas, where you have two very prominent Texas senators. So all of that works to our advantage because the constituent relationship is important. That said, in many cases, we have to build new relationships, but we build it from a strong foundation of both being bipartisan, but also because of the investments that we have as a manufacturer and the extraordinary connections that we have with members of Congress across the country. What impact does this election have on the ratification of the USMCA and the 232 auto tariff investigation? It's hard to predict what's going to happen with the USMCA agreement because the House will have to initiate the process whereby that agreement could be approved. And probably the Democrats will not be eager to give the president a win on trade. However, I think it's also going to be very difficult for them not to vote on it because if they don't, the president is likely to threaten to tear up NAFTA, which is something that's not in anyone's interest. Bigger picture on trade Most of the power around trade is with the president. The threats we face around 232 tariffs are unilaterally in the president's control, and I do not expect him to back down on those things. In fact, I think that because his legislative agenda will likely be stymied by a Democratic majority in the House, he's going to look for those things that he can do without legislative approval. And number one on that list is going to be trade. And that, frankly, is very concerning for us because of the potential for 232 tariffs on automotive imports. The midterm elections often set the tone and attention to the 2020 presidential race. Any predictions on potential Democratic challengers for the president? My prediction is that it will be someone we're not talking a lot about right now. If you think about it, two years out from an election, you rarely have predicted who the nominee will be. Who predicted two years out that the Republicans would pick Donald Trump? Who predicted two years out that the Democrats would have predicted Barack Obama, for that matter, Bill Clinton? A lot will depend on how the country reacts to this election, how the Democrats react to this election. 
So I think we'll know a lot more in, say, six months. But right now, it's an open field. And anyone who dares to make a prediction, if they get it right, it's just because they were lucky. How will a divided Congress help or hurt President Trump's administration? The divided Congress will hurt the president's legislative agenda. That is for sure. It will also be a major distraction because the Democrats will be holding hearings, pursuing investigations. However, this president has proven to be very good at compartmentalizing. And what I think is that he will be able to push some of that aside and focus on the things that he wants to talk about. Also, I will tell you that he has an advantage with the Democrats in control of the House. They are unable to get any legislative proposals through because they have to get it through the Senate and through the president's signature. Regarding the House majority Democrats, they offer the president a gift of sorts. He can put forward many proposals that are designed to appeal to voters, even if they're not realistic, frankly. And when the Democrats in the House don't pass it, he can begin to blame them. And let's say that we go into a recession. He can begin. He has he has a natural foil in the Democrats in Congress. So in some ways, it might actually play to his advantage, because if they control the Senate, the House and the White House, they own everything that happens. And that's not always a good thing, especially if it turns out that the economy uh, moves into a recession. Stephen, in closing, any final words for our listeners? One adage I've always thought applied well to politics is that you can't change the direction of the wind, but you can adjust your sails. And that's what we will do with the new Congress. We'll adjust our sails in order to develop relationships with new members. And we will build our relationships the way we always have, by telling the Toyota story, by being substantive on the issues, by being bipartisan in our approach, and by leveraging not only Toyota team members and our manufacturing operations and sales operations, but but our suppliers and our dealers, because that's really the strength that we have as a company. Thank you, Stephen, for this exclusive interview on the midterm elections. And before you know it, we'll be off to the races in 2020. Thanks again to our listeners. Stay engaged by following us on Twitter at Toyota Policy. This is Donna Rudy signing off from Washington. Mata Ayama Show. Until next time.